Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I have another stunning and remarkable woman to interview today on the podcast. I cannot wait for you to meet her. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Crystal Bell Salisbury is a pageant consultant, a financial coach. She is an author, a content creator, and a speaker. She's the owner and the founder of Crystal Clear Pageantry. She is a web-based platform designed to coach and educate women and girls on, a how, to, on how to have a winning mindset, make a good presentation, and develop self-confidence. Crystal Clear Pageantry offers one-on-one coaching, workshops, books, courses, and content creation. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. And, you know, I almost feel like, okay, well, before I go there, will you tell everybody a little bit more about you? Because even though that's your bio, I know there's so much more. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, I'm from originally from a small town in Alabama. The town is called Roanoke, Alabama. Very small town, 5,000 people, a couple of street lights. Um, that's how I grew up. Um, eventually went on to college at Jacksonville State University. And I obtained a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science with a double minor in Spanish and Business and Technical Writing. From there, I entered into the political realm. I was in local government for almost 10 years. I worked with cities and towns in the state of Alabama. I worked primarily in their member services department. So I was working primarily in the training department, conventions, event planning, that type of thing. Um, Love working with the council members and mayors. Um, It was a great fit for me at the time, but I knew that that was not my purpose. (laughs) So I I made a decision to go into entrepreneurship, being self-employed full-time in 2017. And it's been a a ride. It's been a blessing. And I'm grateful for that opportunity to do that. And besides that, I consider myself a serial entrepreneur. So not only do I own and operate Crystal Clear Pageantry, I also work in event marketing. I'm a brand ambassador. I'm an actress, a model. Um, I um, let's see what else I do. I do. I'm an author as well. Um, I do a, pretty much a lot of things. I just have so many various interests, and I just try to use my talents and skills um, to really live out my God-given purpose. Well, that is amazing. And if you're listening, then head over to our YouTube channel so you can see this beautiful creature. And it's no doubt that you're all those things, uh, actress and a model, because you're beautiful. And yeah. I want to I wanna touch a little bit on, because you made a, that's a pretty big shift to go from, you know, literally kind of... D- working almost as a civil servant when you work for a city and, and you're doing those type of things to entrepreneurships. And you talked about, you felt like you were called to something else. So would you say that, um, you know, God, you, you felt like God was calling you to something? Absolutely. Um, in 2016, I was actually trying to leave that particular job and I went on 
you know, actually, it was actually prior to 2016. You know, when I got my master's in 2011, I felt like it was time for me to leave that particular position. And I would apply, go on interviews, and I would think everything would go well, and the door would not open for me. So mm. I just took that, okay, God doesn't want me to leave in this season. So, of course, I kept trying, and I kept trying. Around 2016, um, things at the job um, began to shift, and I just felt like my time was up because it became very uncomfortable for me to be there. I experienced um, um, just the environment was very toxic. And I went, I went, into, uh, went into prayer around 2064. I went on this other interview and I went maybe three or four rounds on this interview. And I knew in my heart that I got the position, you know, God is opening this door and I, the door did not open. <laughs> so devastated and after that situation happened I just went in my prayer closet and I said God I've been on all of these interviews for several years since 2011 and no wow. door has not opened so I feel like you're calling me to be a be self-employed to be a full-time entrepreneur because I've always had that desire so is this your way of telling me that I need to pursue that because these doors are not opening I'm going on interviews I'm you know going through the second round third round nothing is happening so I spent November and December in prayer, off and on, asking God, I need direction. Is this what you want me to do? Okay. So December 2016, I get engaged to my husband. And uh, I said, you know, because 2016 was a very traumatic year for me, job-wise, just things were just not working out for me. And to me, and we got engaged on December 31st, and I felt like that was the highlight of my entire year, <laughs> to believe it or not. So I said, okay, you know, things are moving. Okay. So January rolls around. I'm still in the back of my mind thinking, God, I, I'm ready to leave. Is this what you need, want me to do? So I sought counsel from my pastor at the time. Uh, of course, I talked to my fiance at the time because he is a minister and I just kind of sought godly counsel. And I, of course, you know, the counsel was great. I still took, took it to God in prayer. I said, God, I'm ready. I had a meeting with, um, uh, my my former employer around February of twenty February of twenty seventeen, and the meeting didn't go as well as I thought. So I just made the decision. Then then I said, God, I think it's time for me to go, and I'm just gonna go ahead and make the decision. And if it's the right decision, please give me a sign. And I had already made up my mind by after the first quarter, which was March thirty first, twenty seventeen, that I was gonna be leaving. So God said, if this is the decision you want me to do, please give me a sign. And giving me a sign in a way that I understand it because <laughs> I was just I was at that point like I need a sign that like you have to put it on Facebook you have to send it to me in a text message I don't care just make it so that I understand so honestly he did answer my prayer he gave me three signs <laughs> and two weeks before I left I turned in my letter resignation and my last day was on March 31st 2017 so what were and the that three was my ultimate what were the three signs Okay. So of course I had the conversation with God. I, in my heart, I thought March 31st was my day. So my first sign, I was on Facebook, you know, I wasn't expecting anything, just kind of on there, you know, scrolling. And one of my good, best friends from college, she had posted something about, she had um, been given this position because she's a counselor and she had been given this position and her, her position starts on March 31st. I said, wait a minute, that's my day. <laughs> I think that's a sign. And then a couple of weeks later, my cousin, um, she was in the process of buying a house and she was talking about it. And then she was telling me that, I don't know if she told me this or if I saw it on Facebook, I can't remember. And she told me that her official move-in date was March 31st. I said, okay, this Number date two. keeps coming up, <laughs> you know? 
And then my third confirmation, even though I had two confirmations, I still was uneasy because then even when you walk in by faith, you still have those fear moments. Yep. And I had already drawn up my letter resignation and I was going to actually going to take it to my uh, boss two weeks before the March 31st day. And the day before I was going to take it, I was having some doubts and I was actually at Chick-fil-A, you know, getting, picking up some dinner and I get a phone call from another friend. It was just uh, a random call because she she does call me, but it was a it was an odd time of the day for her to call. So I said, hmm, that's interesting. So I just picked up the phone and we were having a conversation because she was in the process of trying to do a faith move with her own job. And she was saying that she had turned in her letter of resignation as she was about to turn in her letter of resignation as well. I said, you know what? <laughs> that's my that's my third sign. So from there, I had already had it typed up. So the next day I made an appointment and I gave it to him, explained the situation, and two weeks later. That was my last day, March 31st, 2017. So th- this is, I think that being able to hear from God is a skill that we develop over time. Like we all have it. Mm-hmm. We all have the ability, but I think sometimes we don't know, we we doubt it. Like we doubt that what we're hearing is actually from God. We think, is that me or is that you? And so looking back now, because here we are, it's 2020. That was three years ago. Looking back now, do you feel like there was a lot of signs leading up to things, you know, like, would, would you, if you could go back, would you do things different, different timeline? Dif- would you do it different now that you, that you have some, you know, perspective on it? Absolutely. As far as I would have still made the same decision, but I would have made it earlier. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. Had I not, had I been really seeking God, like I was supposed to years prior and really quieting my mind, I would have made the decision much sooner. But I, I feel it's like thing God, I, it's a good thing I made the decision <laughs> either way. I mean, obviously you're impacting the world in wonderful ways. And I'm sure that many, many doors have opened. What I think is interesting, and I think for people that are listening, they are exactly where there are people right now that were are where you were in 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And they're one, they're feeling something, something isn't aligned in their life and they're feeling a call, but they're maybe afraid to take the steps. And what I found in my own life is that God will allow circumstances to continue to, to first of all, to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then to continue to either get more uncomfortable or to escalate to the point where I don't have a choice, but to make that decision that he was actually putting on my heart all that long ago, but I was just either too stubborn or not listening or not paying attention or too scared to make. And I will say this, you make a a valid point about how God makes it so uncomfortable, even to the extreme level. For me, it got to a point that I was physically getting sick And I was actually dealing with a lot of mental issues as well. Like it was just really weighing on me every single day. And it's, you know, no job or a career or what have you should be like that, you know? So for me, for me, I guess I had, I had to go to the extreme level of it. Cause like, Crystal, are you going to listen or you're not? (laughs) So I had to go through that, that process. Well, it's, I mean, I, we all, I, I learned that way too. Like God has to hit me over the head with a boulder before I start actually paying attention. But over the mm-hmm. years, I've kind of learned, like, I don't, I'd rather not get hit over the head with a boulder. So I started to, I, I'd say, turn up, you know, the volume on his voice. I'm sure that's happened for you. So now in your, in all of the things you do today, cause you do a number of things are, is it easier for you to recognize and respond to that? voice of God, that calling that he's, you know, leading you to the Holy Spirit within your business? 
it is it's I hear his voice more clearly clearly now and I think a lot of it is because of the fact you know with me being able to set my own schedule and I'm, I'm at home most of the time so I work primarily from home so I'm able to really you know create a safe space here and to really quiet my mind of course not just my mind but just even the noise level here so I can really hear from God and really kind of command my day in the in the proper way of course getting up properly you know saying my prayers in the morning reading scriptures so I feel like I'm able to hear him more clearly than when I was working full-time in in that rat race Yeah. I feel like the enemy tries to drown out the voice of God with chaos and just busyness and things that we feel like we have to do and accomplish on purpose. I feel like that's by design so that that thing that's here that you're hearing and you're feeling and it's, you know, you're not aligned or something. It's almost like there's so much other stuff going on that it's like background noise that you, you can tune out, you know, you can tune it out. And so tuning into it is when you finally click into that purpose. So today within your business, like, what do you, what talk, talk, let's talk about what that feels like now compared to what that was like for you before. When it comes to business, especially, you know, being a pageant consulting, I try to not only seek God, but quiet my mind and just listen and see what does he want me to talk about? I'm going to use a perfect example. I do a, a weekly session on Facebook and Instagram called Manifest the Crown Monday, which is like a 15, 10 to 15 minute weekly segment that educates people on things that's related to the pageantry industry. And of course, me being the uh, organized person and type A person that I am, I have a list of topics that I want to cover each week. So as I was preparing for Monday, I was looking at the topic that I was going to go for on Monday. And I felt like God was telling me, do not talk about that topic. <laughs> and I said, okay, so what do you want me to talk about? So he. I was looking at my list of my other topics and immediately he wanted me to talk about how to fast for the crown, talking about fasting. Wow. So I was like, okay, I wasn't going to talk about that to the end of the month, Lord, but okay, <laughs> we'll talk about it today. So I went in and, you know, you know, pulled out some pointers from previous blog posts that I talked about, you know, how to properly, I call it properly fasting for the crown. A lot of times people don't think, you know, they take the religious aspect out of pageantry because they feel like it doesn't fit. But for me as a Christian contestant, queen, consultant, what have you, God is a part of every aspect of my life from pageantry to being a model, to being an actress, to being a financial coach. He's the center. So for me, when it comes to fasting, a lot of times people think about, it's all about food and no, not eating for a period of time, which that that is true. But for me, fasting is about denying yourself other things like social media, the TV, media, certain types of music. For me, I have to from those types of things because they're distractions. So what I was telling them on the Manifest the Crown Monday is to really get rid of the distractions in your life, even in this season, because I know we're going to COVID-19 and we're inundated with the news media and all the negativity. And I understand we have to be educated on what's going on, and that's very important. But sometimes we have to quiet our spirit, and we have to detox from that. And that's a form of fasting. And of course, if they're one of, if a contestant wants to be successful in the stream, he or she has to fast. Whether it's turning off Facebook for two days, three days, if you need to do it a whole month, do what you have to do. Because some people have to detox for long periods of time. But you have to get focused because if you're not focused, you you, you will not be your best self on and off the stage. So that was kind of an instance where God was like, okay, we're going to shift this conversation. We're going to talk about fasting today. And I kind of went into a whole different spiel. I felt like I was almost preaching on that live. And I was like, well, 
I don't know where this is coming from, but okay, God. <laughs> the Holy Spirit right through you. You're just a funnel. I know. A funnel. Um, it, was, it wasn't in your bio and I didn't ask you. You obviously have participated in pageants. So tell us your history there. Absolutely. So I started competing in my first pageant in 2002. I was 17, um, a junior about to go into my senior year. And prior to that, my mother actually wanted me to do pageants early on, but I kept telling her no. I was like, absolutely not. That is not me. Because I saw myself as, I always consider myself a nerd to this day. I love education. I love academia. I was the straight A student. In, in numerous clubs and organizations, that was me. So when I thought of pageantry, I thought of the glitz, glam, you had to be a pretty girl. And growing up, I dealt with self-esteem issues, didn't really think I was quote unquote pretty like a lot of my friends. So I just felt like that avenue was not for me. So I kept putting it off like, no, mom, I'm good. Let me just keep doing what I'm doing. And then I think this was a God thing. Randomly in 2002, I received some information in the mail to compete in the Miss Teen of Alabama pageant. And I was like, okay, this is weird. How did I get my, first of all, how did I get my mailing address to send me this information? So I thought that was weird, but I read it and I said, okay, I'll just read it. And what intrigued me about the system, it wasn't your typical beauty pageant. They looked at your academics, your community service, your clubs and organizations. They looked at the girl as a whole instead of, so I was thinking to myself, you know what? I like this because this is in line with what I already have going on in my current life. So talk to my mom about it. Of course, you know, she agreed. And um, I competed in that pageant. Uh, it was actually, it was a preliminary to the Miss Teen of America pageant, which they have rebranded since. They're called the American pageants. And I didn't win that year, but I did win two awards, the Community Service Award and the 17-Year-Old Achievement Award. And that kind of launched me on this journey in pageantry. And pretty much I've been competing off and on over 15 years. Um, I would take breaks here and there because, of course, I was in college and then in grad school. But once I got out of all that, the industry just kept calling my name. And I kept finding pageants that I wanted to compete in. And I kept doing it. And uh, so that's kind of how I got started. And then in 2014, I decided, I decided to shift a little and take a break from uh, competing, but wanting to help other women and girls in the industry to coach them to be their best selves on and off the stage. So that's how the consulting came in part. And of course, I've been on a staff of a national pageant that's based in, um, it was based in Atlanta. They're actually moving it to Florida next year. It's the America's Elite Miss Pageant. So I'm on their national staff. I've been a judge for several pageants. I've been an MC for pageants. Um, I'm actually competing again. Um, my pageant was supposed to be in March, but of course with COVID-19, it got canceled. <laughs> so it's going to be um, later on this year, hopefully. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Which one are you and competing in? This pageant is um, actually it's fairly new. It's called the Miss Natural Hair and Health Expo Beauty Pageant. And it's for African-American women who wear their hair in its natural state. Awesome. Um, this, is the, this is the fourth year they've um, doing the pageant. Um, it's based in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and it coincides with the uh, Natural Hair and Health Expo, which is one of the largest hair expos, natural hair expos in the Southeast. So hopefully it'll get rescheduled sometime this year and I'll be able to get to be able to compete. That's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to hear about that pageant. That's really important. I mean, within the, you know, my background, I was in the beauty business for many years before I be, well, I guess that was kind of entrepreneurial, but before I went into network marketing and that was a 
couple lifetimes ago, but, but natural hair within the African-American community for women, that is a very, very hot topic. And I'm very excited to hear that, 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 that is a pageant that exists. That's huge. Absolutely. Well, I want to, um, I want to kind of just round this out with, you know, as a faith-filled woman, entrepreneur, extraordinarily skilled and beautiful and you're like spread like this. Um, what if you had to, uh, you know, you're consulting with somebody, let's say that they're age 17 and if you're, they're saying, I don't know what direction to take in my life. What would your top, what would your top two things be that you would share with them? The top two things I would share. First of all, I would ask them, what is the one thing that you could do full-time, let me just put it this way. What is the one thing you could do? Of course, you want will want to get paid for it, but you could do it for free because you love it that much. Because we all have that one thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, that one thing was pageantry. But of course, even deeper than that, I like empowering women and girls for success. And of course, I use pageantry as my platform to do it amongst other things. So what is, and I will ask them, what is that one thing you just love to do that you just can't, you go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. I will ask them that and see what their answer is. And secondly, when it comes to, you know, living out your God-given purpose and doing the thing that you are called to do, you have to believe in yourself. And if you don't have that belief system in place, I would say work on affirming yourself until you're able to believe that about yourself. And one of the things I do with a lot of my clients is that we work, we do affirmations because I tell clients this all the time. If you don't believe you can win that crown, it doesn't matter how many hours of coaching we go through. It doesn't matter how much you spend on a dress, hair, makeup, what have you. If you do not believe that you are successful, that you can be successful on this stage and you have the ability to win, then all this work would have been done for nothing. So we have to work on the mental aspect. Do you bring faith at all into your, um, into your consulting? I do. Um, even not only in my consulting, but even in my content creation. So if you look at some of my posts and I don't do it like as often as I probably should, that I talk about, you know, scriptures that a pageant contestant can learn. I talk about, I actually created a post called the pageant prayer how to pray for your pageant success. I've talked about fasting. So I do bring elements of my faith into it. And of course, you know, even in my consulting, there are some of my affirmations that are rooted in scriptures. Like for instance, um, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. So, and that's, that's one of, that's actually one of my favorite affirmations that I even use for myself. I actually write it in my journal every day and that's mm-hmm. rooted in, that's rooted in Psalms, in scripture Psalms. So I do try to bring that aspect to pageantry. And I'm, I try not to be so, um, how should I put this? Oh, you know, you know, and you indict people with it, but of course I introduce it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that what you're doing is an incredible outreach because, uh, you know, they're coming to you for one thing, but you're giving them so much more and really helping them to see who they are in Christ. And that's for some of them, they've never, never even heard of that. So it's, it is a big, it is a calling way more than it is a job. And, you know, here at the Girl Power Alliance, it's one of the things that I'm so excited about is really highlighting women like you that, you know, we have to make, we have to make an income for our families, but in, but, but that's, it's almost like it's your secondary purpose. Your purpose is impact. So we're, we are wanting to empower and encourage women to, to go for both 
to create an income and create an impact in really, really bold ways. And so I just want to applaud what you're doing. I think you're amazing. I can't wait to hear about your pageant. And I hope that you will share with us as it's going, when it gets rescheduled so that we can all cheer you on, pray for you and be your biggest fans. Thank you. Um, Will you share with everybody listening how they can find you? Yes. On uh, my website, which is www.crystalclearpageantry.com. And crystal is spelled K-R-Y-S-T-L-E. It's a little different. And pretty much it's a one-stop shop. You can, you know, learn about uh, my coaching um, platform, ways to uh, book a, book me as a coach. You can learn. I have a, my blog on there. I have my books on there. So it's a one-stop shop. Also, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest at Crystal Clear Pageantry. And those are the ways you can find me. Awesome. You're wonderful. You're amazing. I'm so happy to have you as part of what we're doing here. And um, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. As always, we have the most amazing guests on the Girl Power Alliance podcast. And I just loved Crystal's whole take her story and put a whole new spin for me on the pageant experience and world and how she uses that to help coach other people. So if you are interested in connecting with more like-minded women, if you're wondering how can I really get to the next level in my business, in my faith, in my relationships, but you just don't know where to turn If you've been looking for a community that will support your growth, your ambitions, and your faith, well, let me tell you something, girl, you found it right here, Girl Power Alliance. All you have to do is go to girlpoweralliance.com, click join, and become a part of this phenomenal community that supports women, that helps to equip them and encourage them, and man, we're just having some fun over there, but we need you. (laughs) we're missing you it's the only thing we're missing so join us join us over there and uh, listen I'll tell you what God has a plan you're not listening to this podcast by accident everything is part of the plan so head over there become an official member become part of this amazing family and remember this Girl Power Alliance this is where women grow